Hello, I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. And I'm her daughter, Dr. Heidi Horsley. Heidi and I want to welcome you to Open to Hope Conversations, the podcast. We believe that the greatest gift you can give yourself after a loss is hope, using this moment to connect with others who have not only survived, but thrived. So let's get started. Welcome to the Open to Hope show. I'm your host, Dr. Heidi Horsley, with my guest today, Yvonne Heath. Hello, Yvonne. Hi, how are you, Heidi? Good. I'm excited to have you on today because you were doing so much in the grief and loss world. So for those of you out there that are are watching or listening, Yvonne is a former nurse. She's an author, a speaker, a change maker, and she is the author of the book, Love Your Life to Death. And she has done a TED Talk called Transforming Grief by Just Showing Up. And she also has an online program called Get Ready for Grief. So welcome, Yvonne. Thank you so much. I'm so honored to be here, truly. So tell us a little bit about what brought you into this field and how you got excited about transforming our grief by just showing up. Well, Heidi, I got into this because I suffered excessively (laughs) for many, many years as a nurse, as a parent, uh, realizing that I was ill-prepared for grief. I was a nurse for 27 years. I worked in 10 different uh, hospitals in every department and the last 14 years in chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. So I certainly witnessed a lot of tr- just devastating losses and grief. Mm-hmm. And I would see families over here who would be open and just vulnerable and able to laugh and cry and regardless of the prognosis and, and people died more peacefully regardless of their age and families were able to move through through their acute grief and then families over here who were bitter and angry and treated till the last you know treated to death and and stayed in their bitterness and people died in anger and fear and i wanted more of these stories and i didn't know how to create that so i asked other healthcare professionals i said you know are we well prepared personally and professionally for grief and the answer was oh no, we're terrible at it, that's what they said. And so I said, well, like, who's teaching communities to prepare for grief, what to do once it arrives, and then after that, and no one really had an answer. We certainly didn't talk about it before. So, you know, I'd like to talk. I thought I would do something different and just start being a voice for change. So, so how does one prepare for grief? What do they do? Number one is I believe that we need to normalize conversations, right? Like when do we, we think of grief or crisis or loss or life's challenges when they arrive, right? When we're in it and then we try to navigate through. And I mean, what you're doing, uh, Open to Hope is extraordinary. And for people who are grieving, I would love to say, go to Open for Hope. They will help guide you. Wouldn't it be wonderful if people came to you, but they they had created a foundation for themselves, right? They had some coping skills and strategies, and they had conversations about grief and what grief can look like, and the fact that I mean, grief isn't just about end of life, right? To me, grief we feel, we experience, and whatever makes our heart ache, divorce, diagnosis, job loss, mental health issues, addictions, and Truthfully, this could all be happening all at the same time, even as someone you love is dying. I mean, that's just, grief shows no mercy, right? It just, exactly. it, it's there. So 
if so, we talked about before, sorry, and then we, we reached out for help when it arrived, mm -hmm. I feel like we could, you know, navigate through with, with some skills and some, some more ease. So what are the kinds of skills that we need after a loss? So the people that are watching today have had losses and many of them don't know if they're going to survive right now. Yes. And I know that feeling, um, I've witnessed that feeling in so many people. I remember, uh, I wrote about in my book when I ended up being the nurse that had to tell this, this man that his wife died, who was a coworker of ours. And, and I just, I bumped into him and I had to be the one to tell him. And it was so excruciating for me. And he told me he felt like the walls of Emerge were caving in on him mm -hmm. and he didn't think he would survive. And there, there's so many things that we can hold on to. First of all, you never know what awaits on the other side of grief, right? Mm -hmm. Like our hearts, our hearts have such an incredible capacity to heal and to love. But the thing that we need to do, first of all, is we need to learn how to take better care of ourselves and each other. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's where my, my message of just showing up, because we're very compassionate, aren't we? People are compassionate and they want to help. But what I realized is when there is somebody grieving and they're so isolated in their pain, people that love them around them are so terrified because they don't know what to do. Yeah. They don't know what to say. So they often avoid afraid to do or say the wrong thing. And that's where my message is, how can we help each other through this tremendous grief and loss just show up? So rather than feeling like you have to do something or say something, well, I guess the doing is showing up, right? Oh, absolutely. And, yeah. and allow your humanness. Acknowledge and allow your feelings. Be a hot mess, right? People yeah. say, I don't know what to say. Say, say that. I love that actually when people say, when, when my brother died, people will come up to me and say, Heidi, I have no idea what to say. I've never had a sibling die. I was like, wow, that's enough. That's amazing. There you go. And, and be, it's hard, right? And it's not our job to fix it. I think that's the other great, I want to relieve people. It is not your job to fix it. That mm -hmm. small acts of kindness, just showing up and, and just being present allowing their feelings, acknowledging and allowing all feelings, yours and theirs, right? Mm -hmm. it, just, just be okay with being messy. You don't have to be strong for them all the time. Maybe grieve with them. Right. Right? I like that idea. Grieving with them, not having to be strong, but don't, and I know you'll identify with this, don't oh, don't grieve more. Don't grieve so yeah. much that they have to take care of you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That, that that's yeah if you're truly a hot mess like i like it take the journey with them through their grief i love that companion with them that's really companion. powerful well it is and, and it's funny because when i thought i need to do something i need to be a voice for change and so i sent out one email and i said to people i want to write a book i want people's raw messy gritty stories i want the truth being in the deep trenches of grief getting through to the other side what helped you get there? And, and I said, will anyone share their stories with me? Mm -hmm. And I'm sure you could well imagine. I pressed sent and I thought, I don't even know if anyone will respond. Five years later, the stories haven't stopped coming. That's amazing. Right? 
So that's why I became a TV host and I have a radio show and I, I just share people's stories. In my book, I shared people's stories ages 11 to 101. Wow. Change so how, do people, how do people, you know, access your radio and television? You know, I made everything very simple. My TED Talk, my program, everything is on our website, loveyourlifetodeath.com. Oh, fabulous. Yeah. So we're creating a community like you are as well because, you know, grief isn't easy for us either, is it? Grief Absolutely. isn't. It's no, not. No. You, in all these stories that you, you've put together, have you seen themes and patterns over time on what has been work, what has worked for people and what has helped, for, helped people and what hasn't been so helpful? Mm -hmm. I think that the greatest thing that people have done for themselves is allowed their grief. You, ha you have to allow your grief, right? And what made people's journeys more difficult was, you know, trying to put on that strong front or that polite conversation, you know, that polite conversation we have. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. Thanks. Okay. If you need anything, let me know. Okay. Thank you. So let's just eliminate that whole polite conversation and people who were able to say, I am struggling. I'm having a hard time. I, it's hard for me to get off the couch. Allowing those feelings, right? Allowing, allowing. And here's the other thing, being able to say, I could really use a hand. And we don't always know what we need, but when we do know, because the truth is even when we're grieving, the rest of life goes on, doesn't it? The rest well, of- You're making a really good point because oftentimes, um, people will go up to someone that's grieving and say, let me know if you need anything. And like Thank you said, you. when we're grieving, we might not know that what we need. Absolutely. So here's another thing, and I know you will love this. Number one, this lady who said her father died. When he died, it was 15 years ago. And the things that she remembers are these small acts of kindness. Somebody came to, it was in the winter, and somebody, she had to go to her father's house she went to the house and somebody had shoveled the walkway and left a little note. I shoveled the walkway in memory of your dad. Wow, I love that. Isn't that beautiful? That's amazing, so paying it forward. Just paying it forward and just, you know, you can anticipate what people need. My uh, father-in-law's 30-year-old neighbor died. His parents obviously were completely devastated. He went over and he cut their lawn and he, you know, and, just little small acts of kindness, letting people know they are not alone. And that changes everything. Those kind of things are big when you've had a loss because you feel so overwhelmed and doing things like cutting your lawn, your, your walk. I remember, you know, I worked with the fire department for years after 9-11. And yes. one of the stories I was told over and over by the widows was that neighbors would come and shovel their driveway, like you're saying in the yeah. snow and it was really big because their husbands used to do that and their husbands awesome. died in 9-11 so it was really like you said being proactive and and doing things without being asked grief doesn't go away in six months mm -hmm. <laughs> right grief is i mean you build your new life around grief it doesn't just magically go away and we also have to know that grief attacks as i say a grief attack can happen anytime 10 years after a loss, 10, right? And to be able to be present in that as well, just showing up saying, you know, looks like you're having a hard time today. I'm just gonna sit with you. Tell me about your brother. Tell me about Scott, right? I know, and, and, and being willing to listen and willing to be sad, cause it's sad. It, 
it's I, I like this, Yvonne, because you know everybody wants to know how they died, and we want to talk about how they lived because Absolutely. how they died is a moment in time. So that story is very short, and then you know you want to keep going, and so it, what a great gift to have someone come over and say, you know, tell me about your brother, tell me about your yes. friends died, and just sit and listen to who they were when they were here, you know, on the earth. How do we love our lives to death? By just showing up? We need to learn how to just show up for ourselves first. First of all, we need to, we, we, we've become this society that, you know, well, like I am woman, hear me roar, and I can, I'm very independent and very strong, and that's all very wonderful. But we also need to allow our humanness, and we need to, we need to be okay with saying when we need help, right? Mm -hmm. And like when we're struggling, and to me, I, I, that is just such an incredible, that vulnerability, that shows how strong we are, right? Yeah. To be able to just say, I'm having a hard time right now, and just showing up for ourselves first. And the other big thing with that is realizing that our greatest gift to the world is the very best version of ourselves, flawed, imperfect, vulnerable, messy, weird, my kids say, mom, you're kind of weird. I said, oh, oh gosh, my thank God. you. <laughs> and, and that's our greatest gift to the world, right? A, an empowered self. And so the other thing is we are in charge of our own happiness, our own coping skills and strategies. And when we have experienced tremendous loss, someone we love so much died, if we can look and say, wow, what, how, could I, how could this be different for me next time? What do I believe about life and death? Because mm -hmm. if we have some sort of foundation that we can hold on to in life and at the end of life, we can learn to love our lives to death, regardless of, I mean, not everyone is not in our lives forever. Right. And we do, we do not all die of old age and we do not always get a warning. And those are the hard truths of life, right? So instead of denying them, if we can say, I don't like it, but I'm going to accept it. Mm -hmm. There's a difference. So Yvonne, what advice would you give people out there that are, that are watching this that have recently had a loss and have lost hope? Two things that I would say. Number one, so many people say to me, I don't know how I'm going to get through this. I don't know how I'm going to move on. And I didn't have a great answer for them, but I feel like I have something beautiful to offer. And the quote says, be the evidence that someone's life made a difference. And that is a beautiful thing to hold on to and to know that wherever you are in your grief journey, remember that change is the only constant, right? Change is the only constant. So how isolated, how awful, how desperate you feel right now, hold on to the fact that that will change. It, it will not stay the same. And maybe someday, not right now, but someday the memories of that person you love so much will, will make you smile. Not today, but someday. And then to be the evidence that, pers that that person's life made a difference is something beautiful to hold on to. And you have value and you matter. Just show up for yourself first. And if you need something, let people know. Oh, I love it, Yvonne. Well, thank you so much. That is great words of wisdom. How can people find you? 
They can go to Love Your Life to Death. They can join our community with Facebook. We are creating a community for life. And once, if you if you join our, our email list, you, there is, I have seven takeaways for living well, grieving well, and dying well. And also how to just show up for each other. And you'll get that information. We're here to help. It's not easy, but we can do this together. Can't we, Heidi? Absolutely. Thank you so much. Please, all of you out there, join Yvonne's community so that you can get support and give support. And if you've lost hope, please lean on mine and lean on Yvonne's until you found your own. Thank you. I'm Dr. Heidi Horsley. You have been listening to Open to Hope, the podcast. You can follow Open to Hope on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. To learn more, visit us at opentohope.com and go to Apple Podcasts to subscribe. I'm Dr. Gloria Horsley. Join us again next week for another Open to Hope conversation, where we invite you to lean on our hope until you find your own.